0: Praise the Lord on today, everyone. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast with a word entitled, Enduring Hardness as a Good Soldier. Enduring Hardness as a Good Soldier. And today our word is going to come out of the book of 2 Timothy, the second epistle of Paul written to the Apostle Paul written to his young protege, his young disciple Timothy. <clears throat> He's writing to Timothy because he sees that there's something in Timothy. Timothy has a perseverance, he has a push. God has structured him in such a way that the words that has fallen upon his ears from the mouth of the Apostle Paul, from the life of Apostle Paul, has pricked something in him to make himself available to be discipled, to be structured, to be shaped, to become a awesome man of God in his generation. <clears throat> and through these teachings, through these epistles, through this personal direction of Paul into the life of Timothy, we are privy to get a peek into some of these lessons so that we too in our generation may first and foremost Look at their in-sample, their examples for us to count the cost when we come after Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, we live in an age where there's an easy believism, there's an easy road given titles are bestowed upon people. People jump into a relationship with Jesus Christ without fully understanding what the cost is, what's required, um, how much surrender, how much uh, 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 death, and not physical death. But depth to your will, depth to your ways, depth to your dreams, depth to the things that you planned for yourself that must be experienced in order to go on to full perfection in Jesus Christ. There's a verse of scripture that Jesus talks about in Luke 6 and 40 when he says that uh, uh, the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master, meaning mature. Mature in the things of God, as the Apostle Paul is teaching his young protege, Timothy. So, in Second Timothy, verse 1, we're going to read verses 1, 2, and 3, and 4, expound a little bit, and be on our way and pray that this will be a blessing to someone who's really believing and really hungering and thirsting after Jesus Christ, and who really wants to be supernaturally structured, to be a blessing to this generation And to those that are within our family, our homes, our households, our neighborhoods, uh, the area of influence in which God has given us, it should be under our dominion. We should subdue it. We should have control over all powers and principalities and rulers of the darkness and uh, spiritual wickedness in high places that try to invade what God has entrusted in our care. But unfortunately, the structure is lacking. The understanding is lacking. The commitment is surely lacking. But on today, we pray that this little short podcast will add a nugget to someone to dare to be strong in the grace of Christ. Because his grace is sufficient. Verse 1 says, 2 Timothy 2 and 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Thou meaning you. When you read this, you should substitute your name. Because God is talking to you through the Apostle Paul who wrote this epistle, not only for the generation of Christians or followers that were alive then, but for every generation that would follow and come after, that they could substitute their name. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Look at that. Strong in the grace. Meaning have unwavering faith. Have unwavering trust. Put all your eggs in his basket. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We know the Apostle Paul also said that his grace was sufficient, talking about Jesus Christ through God, God through Jesus Christ, because he had a thorn in the flesh that he wanted removed, and he said his grace was sufficient, that is when he's weak that he is made strong. The same applies for us today, it is when we are weak that we are made strong, but again we live in a culture where weakness is uh, not applauded, weakness is seen as failure, Weakness will get you shunned. Weakness will get you cast out. Weakness will get you drugged through the mud. But isn't it amazing that the Apostle, the most anointed Apostle after Jesus Christ himself, the Apostle Paul, spoke these very, very powerful and, 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 and precise words that will usher us into the kingdom of God, into the power of God, into the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That means Paul's life was an open book. Everybody knew who he once was, that he persecuted Christians, that he went about uh, being against Jesus Christ. He, he was against Uh, everything that the kingdom of God stood for. But yet when God put his hands upon him and, 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 and captivated him and held him captive, made him a bondservant and brought him into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, Paul was now all in. And he was in to such a degree that everybody who once knew the old Paul who was Saul was now a witness to the miraculous works that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, was doing through him. He was now uplifting and edifying the body of Christ. He was now coming against those things that he once stood for. So his life was a witness. The enemy was surely mad because he had lost one of his most powerful soldiers. Paul at that time had a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So Jesus Christ uh, 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 put his hands on him and blinded him and caused him to fall down on the Damascus Road. And begin to speak unto him. And from that day forward, there was a, an, an exchange that happened. There was an awareness that took place. The scales fall off his, fell off of his eyes. The invisible prison chains fell off of his wrists and his feet. And more importantly, that heart of stone was turned into a heart of flesh. He can now confess that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior by his response to everything that happened. Lord, what wilt thou have me do? No one can say that unless they're divinely touched by Jesus Christ. No one can mean that unless they're physically uh, subdued by the Holy Spirit to bring their body under subjection. To no longer lean toward their own understanding or operating their own will or their own way. They will now go in the divine way. So, but the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy the same thing here. And the things that thou has heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Give it to faithful men. Don't just give it to any man. And see, in the body of Christ right now, we're giving it to anybody. Anybody. We're giving it to anybody who just proclaimed to love Jesus Christ but have not counted the cost. We're giving it to anybody who... Who's going to seminary school or who have a particular religious training or they come from a family of pastors or priests or religious background. But that's not what the Apostle Paul said. He said, committed the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Meaning that after you've committed it to it, just like the Apostle Paul, they're going to walk in it. They're going to live it. Other people are going to see it. They're going to be witnesses to it. So you can now in turn reach one by teaching one. You teach one and you equip them and then he's charged to go on and do the same thing. Meaning now, the body of Christ is being equipped with real soldiers. Hallelujah, the kingdom of God is spreading. The authority of God is spreading. The enemy is being subdued. Dominion is being restored. Why, because you have a group of soldiers that are all of like mind. You have a group of soldiers who all are committed to the same cause, dedicated to the same thing which is the will and the purpose of God. You go on to verse three, it says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. To endure means to tolerate. To endure means to be long suffering with. To endure means to be patient. To endure means to go through something with peace and joy because you're anointed by the Holy Spirit to endure, to enjoy, to go through it because it's part of his purpose and his plan for your life. But not every man has been anointed. Not every man has been called to this position. Not every man will surrender to be anointed. Not every man will surrender to be chosen after being called to go through this. You see, but the Apostle Paul was very intentional in instructing young Timothy about this grace of Christ. He says, thou therefore endure hardness. Endure it, it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be easy. The whole world is gonna be against you. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Roman politicians, hallelujah. The people, the multitudes, your own family, everybody's gonna be against you. He says, but that's not an excuse, that's a reality. And I'm making you aware so you can count the cost before you say yes. Because when you say yes, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You can't follow me then. Verse 4 says, no man that war entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. You see, this goes back to Jesus in Matthew sixteen twenty-four. If anyone will follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You see, this affliction, this suffering is something that must be self-induced. You must bring your life to an end in the manner that's required to be anointed and chosen of God to operate in this place and be a faithful witness for him. But too many of us believe we can still be entangled with the affairs of this life. Thinking about what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep. Taking thought for tomorrow, trying to plan tomorrow. When God said, take no thought for tomorrow, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The Bible tells us that thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee, because he trusted in thee. The Bible tells us for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. The Bible tells us. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. We were created for God's glory. God formed us. God made us. All for his glory. But in order to receive that glory, you have to deny the worldly glory. You have to deny the glory that your flesh likes to bestow upon itself and it likes to receive from other flesh. You have to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. This is not only not a popular message, it is an unheard message. Because we live in a world where we believe that we can still be double-minded. We can still satisfy our flesh and then also engage our spirit. That we can stand before the enemy who's running rampant throughout our families, throughout our communities, throughout our cities, throughout our country and throughout our world not fully equipped to engage him but we're learning as we continue to wallow in sorrows we continue to see the great despair the great destruction in our communities that maybe some will dare rise up and some will dare stand up some will lay down their lives the bible says no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friend he's talking about Jesus Christ that we must lay down our life for a friend there's no greater love because we lose absolutely nothing. I must lose my life in order to find my life. For the Bible says that if I save my life, I will lose my life. We must walk outside of these broad perimeters, these broad borders that has been painted with broad strokes of this Lord and Savior that we serve. We cannot bring him down. We must go up. We cannot shrink him We must take him as he is. He's larger than life. He's larger than our intelligence. He's larger than our means to comprehend him and apply him. We must go back to what the Apostle Paul told young Timothy and stand upon it and stand upon it and stand upon it. Thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. His grace is sufficient. Because His grace is His unmerited, unmatched, supernatural favor over your life. That will open every door, close every door. It will destroy and subdue every enemy. It will attract everything you need in your life. It will anoint you with wisdom, power, understanding, might, glory. It will give you all that you need because God wants you to have it once you make this type of choice, this type of surrender, this type of commitment to him. Now he's fully vested in your care because you have cast all your cares. You see, your cares are not just the things that you deal with. Your care is control over your life. That's what Jesus Christ wants more than anything else. He wants committed, surrendered vessels that he can freely turn the world upside down once again through his disciples. That he can send you to the farthest regions of the planet where people need living water, where they need a living hope, where they need this grace message, where they need a living witness to turn them back to this risen Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray on today that this message will penetrate the hearts and the minds of someone who will spend further time in the word of God that the Holy Spirit may anoint them and grace their hearts with the truthfulness of full surrender to Jesus Christ and the blessedness as enduring hardness as a good soldier. Enduring hardness as a good soldier. God bless you and God keep you. Amen.